Hello, this is Jim Walsh, and welcome to my podcast called On Eagle's Wings. When you think of God, when you think of our Father in Heaven, what thoughts come to mind? Do you think of some white-bearded, grand, incredibly massive being that is sitting upon a, a golden throne somewhere out in the ether regions of the universe? Uh, Do you think of a grandfatherly type of individual who just smiles at us and nods his head? You know, people have those strange ideas about God. And yet, when we look at the scriptures, we find, even though there is no physical description of our Heavenly Father, there's a character description. There's a description provided to let us know exactly what he's like and exactly what we can expect from him. One such place that we can find these descriptions and thinking about God and what he's like and what he does is in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 15. In Luke chapter 15, Jesus tells three stories dealing with loss and recovery. The first one is about the man that had a hundred sheep and he lost one of them and gave a great amount of effort to find that one, to recover that one. Then there is the second story in Luke 15, beginning of verse 8, about a woman who had 10 pieces of silver and lost one and swept her whole house till she found it. And he talks about the rejoicing that takes place when that lost one is found. So maybe someone would say, well, I'm more interested in money than I am in sheep. But the point I think that Jesus is making in both of these is that to the individual that it belonged to, whether the sheep or whether the silver coin, it was of great value, valuable enough to give time and effort searching for it, recovering it so that they could be whole again. But the one that we want to deal with is the one beginning in verse 11 through verse 32 of that chapter. And this is what is commonly referred to as the story of the prodigal. It's mentioned as being prodigal because prodigious means to be abundant, to be excessive. But in this case, he's prodigal because he was excessive in wasting his money. Everything that he had, he spent it all. Beginning in verse 11 of Luke 15, and I'm reading from the King James Version, it says, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me, and he divideth unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he, the citizen, sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough in despair, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. 
And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry, and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee. Neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. I'd like for us to go back and think about this for a moment and look at some of the things that God provided for this young man that because of his decision to lead a, a prodigal life, he lost. First, God provided for him a father and family. You know, there are people today that don't have fathers. The man that impregnated the mother, when he finds out she's pregnant, he disappears. He doesn't want that responsibility. He wanted the moment of fun that went in that engagement, but not the responsibility that comes with it. So that poor mom is left to raise that child all by herself. In this story, God provided a father, and God provided a brother, so there was family life that this young man could have enjoyed. God provided, though, a purpose, too, in growing up in this family. We note in verse 25 that the older brother is out in the field. So this man, this father, was a prosperous man in order for him to give so much money to his son and to have a field to work in. So he had provided a purpose for his son in being someone who would work in the field and make a living and make a place for himself in the world. In verse 12, we note that God provided for him to have freedom of choice. Give me my portion, he said to his father. And then in verse 13, he took off. We have freedom of choice. We can choose to obey or disobey. We can choose to stay or go. We can choose love or hate. We can choose compassion or disregard. God allows us to make choices. Are we making good choices? God provided reason. God gives us a mind. He gives us a brain. He allows for us to be higher than the rest of creation. 
above the animals so that we can think and we can understand. In verse 17, when this young man saw his condition, he reasoned. It says there that he came to himself. How many young people today don't come to themselves? They don't reason. They don't see where they are and where it's going to lead them and what's going to happen. They blissfully continue on their way, unaware of the consequences of their actions. If they're leading a life that is in rebellion to God. This young man came to himself. He reasoned, things are not good, and I know things can be better. And that led him to something else that God provided, good memories. And thinking about his father, verse 17, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? What type of man was his father to ensure that those people who worked for him had enough? Those were good memories that in thinking about what course he might take, he knew that the course to going home was the right one. And so he had a reason to return. He could have said, I can't go home. I've made a mistake and I'm too embarrassed and I don't want to have to deal with the listening to my father tell me that I was wrong and I don't want to have to deal with the chiding of my older brother. I'll just have to go on and do the best I can. No, he recognized. Going the way I'm going isn't the right way. But if I go home, I know that at the very least I can have what my father's servants have. He had a reason to return. And because of that, we note that God provided for him a level of maturity. It took a lot for him to say in verse 18, I will arise and go to my father and will say to my father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I will repent. I will admit my mistakes, recognize that I was wrong, and apologize. How many people today are willing to admit their mistakes, but they won't apologize. How many people today are unwilling to go to the person that they have injured and said to them, I'm wrong, and I'm sorry, and I regret what I did? It does take a level of maturity to accept the consequences of our actions and take responsibility for what we have done. God provided for this young man a level of maturity. God provided understanding and sympathy. In verse 19, he said, I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me one of thy hired servants. Help me, please, Father, even if it means that I come back as less than I was. Help me to stay out of the condition I was in. But what this young man did not know that a lot of people fail to recognize is that God provides a welcome home. His father arose and came to him when he saw him afar off, had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. How wonderful it would have been to have been there, to have seen that event unfold. A father who knew his son was wrong, possibly prayed for him every night as we would have an indication of the type of character of this father concern for his son, but knowing that to follow where his son went was wrong and that the right thing to do 
was to await his return. And then when he came back, rejoiced. A forgiving heart to kiss him and fall on his neck and have compassion for him. God provided a welcome home. God provided a forgiving heart. God provided happiness and joy. The father said in verse 22 to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. Happiness was there. That's what God provides. Another thing that God provided was renewal. Verse 24, this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. When you go off into sin, you're dead unto God. You go off into darkness, and as we know from the Scriptures, God does not dwell in darkness. God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all, John tells us in his first epistle, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. There's no darkness in Him. God can't have anything to do with sin. If I make the choice to go off into darkness, God will not follow, and I will be considered as dead by Him. His hope is that I will repent. His hope is that I will return. His desire is to find me again and rejoice with me. But that's a choice that God allows for me to make, that I must make if I want to be back with Him again. And the fact of the matter is that God provides all of this for us today. God provides His love, His kindness, His compassion, His mercy, His forgiveness, and His generosity. They're all still available from our Heavenly Father. And that's because our God can provide a happy ending. When people are in sin and they feel that sense of remorse and regret and guilt, they don't feel like they're worthy for God to welcome them back home. But God says He wants them back. He wants them to come back home. And so when we have the situation with the older brother who's upset that the younger brother is being treated so well, Note what the father said in verse 32. He said, We should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he's found. God today is waiting for prodigals. He's waiting for those in sin to repent and return to him. And when you do, you will find joy in heaven. You will find happiness. You'll find mercy. You'll find compassion you'll find generosity, and you'll find love. Thank you so very much for listening to my podcast today. This is Jim Walsh, and this has been on Eagle's Wings.